can't believe you sat him. Hey, what's up, 102? This is Bernard Price. This is week two of 102 and Crew Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, this week, we're going to get into the season's first three trades. Uh, I think we all know what we're talking about there. Uh, some waiver wire bust, uh, a rash of injuries across the NFL. Uh, we're going to get to our guest. Of course, I'm going to introduce you guys to our co-host here. But before we do that, of course, podcast beginning. Got to crack that Miller for the boys. Uh, but here to introduce their first, uh, the, I guess, first time co-hosting here, uh, Mr. Lick himself. How's it going over there, Lick? Hey, uh, it's good. Feeling good over here. Excited to jump on my first podcast, see how this goes. Hopefully uh, everything will work out and y'all don't mind my voice too much. I know I, I don't like the way I sound, but here we go. This will be fun. I'm excited. Hopefully you have some good takes prepared over there. Some, something hot, at least. Hopefully something spicy. I guess you'll have to find out shortly. Fair enough. Well, let's jump right into it here. Uh, what everybody's been waiting for. Let's get to our week two results. Uh, we've got some surprises. We've got some upsets. Uh, we've got some stuff that was probably pretty predictable. Uh, in the first matchup here, let's jump right into Charles Cox versus uh, Matthew Rector. Uh, or let's let's go with with uh, I beat Cox at this point is his name one forty three point one two one seventeen point oh four Rector obviously laying the beat down there on Cox. Uh, real quick, I think that we're all know where this is going to go. Uh, Hines sixty nine dollars on the waiver wire last week. Watkins fifty one dollars on the waiver wire last week. Uh, that sixty nine dollars bought Rector point nine points. That $51 bought on 1.6 points for a total of $120. That got you 2.5 points. You could look at a you could look at that a couple of ways. $48 spent per one point earned last week, uh, or $1 spent per point zero zero two points earned. So I guess that Naeem Hines has already turned into something else there. But hopefully that uh, that Watkins play will get him a little value in the future. Anything that you saw from that matchup there, Lick? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he liked uh, going out and getting somebody early. Uh, clearly, he showed that. He's not afraid to spend some money. Um, but really what stood out for me, I mean, Matt Ryan, big day, four touchdown passes. Um, and the stack he has with uh, Calvin Ridley is looking really nice. Uh, we'll see if he can keep that up with all the touchdown uh, catches he's had we all know that Julio doesn't catch touchdowns for some strange reason it's been like that for years um, but we'll see if if that can keep up yeah Heinz potential waste of $69 uh, it's a nice amount but <laughs> maybe not for what the production that he got um, and now it looks like Rector is actually the leading scorer in the league. He's the only person or the only team to have over 300 points, uh, which y'all know could be big in this season, which really could be, you know, cut short at any point and a payout would be, could happen at any point. So we just don't know. That's a, that's a great point. Uh, just to not say anything about Chuck here, he does have the number one wide receiver in the league, DeAndre Hopkins. So obviously the anchor there. Emmanuel Sanders looking okay there with uh, 
with Michael Thomas being out, uh, only getting 2.3 points there. Though. So that's kind of disappointing. That's probably not what you're looking for. Todd Gurley, 6.1. Uh, Chuck, you and I are both on that roller coaster together. We'll see how that ends. Yeah, and that's and that's not what you want to see from Gurley in a shootout game with Dallas. I mean, it was forty to thirty nine. Um, he had twenty two rushes. I mean, but he only well, I think he had sixty one yards. It's two point nine yards a carry. You know, no touchdowns. Uh, Gurley's not looking very good. His better days may be behind him. Well, I hope for both your nice sake, Chuck. That's not true. Uh, next next matchup, Team Hutchins uh, versus Clovid nineteen. 165.26 for Hutchins, 132.54 for Clovid. Uh, Clovid starting out on the 0-2 start here. Uh, Hutchins starting out with that 1-1. One one. Uh, what what kind of stood out there to, to you in that matchup, Lick? Well, I mean, obviously the first thing that stood out to me was, I mean, Dak Prescott. He was unbelievable. Three rushing touchdowns. So 450 yards passing. Uh, the fact that Dallas came back and won that game was absolutely insane. Falcons find another way to blow a game, and it's awesome. I love to see it as a Panther fan. <laughs> um, Nate also left uh, Diggs on the bench, which was a little interesting. He could have had 180 points. That's a lot there. of points. Yeah. yeah. He, it's Which, you know, like I said earlier, it comes down to it later on in the season. It could be big, but Nate had a great week. Um, Clint really? Joey not – they're, they're two QBs not quite getting it done yet this season. Uh, you, you probably want to see more from Mahomes and Jackson. Mahomes, uh, I think, is uh, he's ranked eighth right now in quarterbacks, and Jackson is tenth. Not really what you'd expect coming into this season. Not when you're paying money, one and two money for those guys. 17.6 is a pretty paltry performance there from Jackson. Uh, Mahomes, 27.48. I mean, that's not bad at all. It's not it's bad. 9.9. Eight from Dak Prescott, apparently, uh, obviously. And, I mean, Raheem Mostart uh, scored all those points, I think, before the first half even started because I think he got injured in the second. Yep, he scored an 80-yard run. I think it was on the first play of the game. That's two games. That's two big plays from from Mustard there. So, um, I hope he comes back soon. We'll see what the future holds for him. Uh, his backup was a big pickup on the waivers this week for sure. Absolutely. Uh, next next game that we're going to recap here was somewhat of a blowout. Gay Price, uh, Waffles no more. 0-2, Primo starts out 2-0. Gay Price starts out. Uh, this game right here really started the domino fall that is really going to make the thread throughout the rest of this podcast, I'd say. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Uh, but, again, that was a blowout by, what, 62 points. The Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson stack. That really looks to be the quarterback stack that you wanted to go with this year. I think that there's maybe one and two right now. I know. They're up there for sure. Top five, I would say, for sure right now. Yep, they are are something to watch, those two. Ingram turned it around this week. Higby, the uh, the number one tight end in the league, or at least in the league this week. Three Uh, touchdowns. Who who would have saw that? Three touchdowns, right? Three touchdowns to Higby. That's right. I mean, there's, there's so much offense there in that L.A. Rams uh, passing attack. Uh, but this week it seemed to focus on Higby. Who knows where that, that pin will land next week. 60% of his catches were touchdowns. That's probably not happening again. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit touchdown dependent. Uh, unlike Mark Andrews, who in the last matchup actually was the first last week 
uh, all the way down to the 30th this week uh, for Rector. He, he ended up pulling out the win anyway. But Higby, Higby's yep. on the list there for tight ends this year. Might, might be one of the steals of the draft. For, for sure. Could, could be. Uh, unlike Sutton, who looks like he's going to be on the IR, uh, pretty sure he's already gone yep. from, from Price's roster. Uh, it, looks like, it looks like he now has only two healthy receivers on his team. That'll be interesting to see how he transitions. It'll be uh, – yeah, absolutely. The CMC injury uh, was interesting. The Nick Chubb uh, trade, which we'll talk about in the future for Logan. The Miles Sanders trade, we'll probably touch on that again, I, I assume, somewhere in the future. Uh, Grant getting zero points. Peyton Barber getting 0.1 points. Kirk Cousins getting negative 1.48 points. Yep. Uh, it's a total of negative 1.47 points between three players. When that happens, your week's not, just not going to be pretty. Yeah, you're, you're going to lose. You're going to lose, straight up. Uh, Debo Samuel maybe coming back next week. We'll see what happens there. It looks like, what, half of the San Francisco offense is injured right now. They don't want to come back on that turf. Mm-hmm. So, if you have a San Francisco key player, uh, you might want to hold off to him for another week. And Crowder hurt for Logan. He's kind of been hit with the injury bug here. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you took a look at this recap right here and you took a look up the current standings in the league and looked at Logan's standings that that lineup isn't 90% turned over before we start the next week. Looking like it, yes. Looking like it. Looking like it. Uh, next matchup we've got here. Uh, another 2 0, 0 2 start the season here. Charm City Consolationers, uh, good old Lax with the 140.26. Ben Ruthlessbanger, 102.74. Uh, fun fact about the CLT's representative here, Ben Ruthlessbanger. Ben Ruthlessberger is not on this team. Uh, I think that the CLT rep just likes to represent sexual assault allegations. I'm not really sure. I don't, it, it looks like it's something that needs to be changed, in my opinion. We know Dennis <laughs> maybe, is maybe that's to come up with something. A little, little about this game. Uh, Jordan Reed for Laxer might have been the pickup of the week. Uh, two touchdown catches. Um, coming out of nowhere. All the running backs that were hyped on the waivers last week. You had, you know, Benny Snell and Hines. No one said a word about Jordan Reed. Laxer went in with it because of the Kittle injury and two touchdowns. I mean – that was a smart move on his part. It was a smart move, and he got him for zero dollars. He did that not on the waiver wire. Yes, uh, and that's how you can win some. If you can make moves like that, you can win some games. Absolutely, uh, I think that he still has. Let's see, he still has one hundred eighty-seven dollars left, so he's in the top uh, quarter of the league there with money left still. So he's making moves out here on the waiver wire and still uh, saving money. That seems like a rector thing to do. But it doesn't seem like a Rector thing to do, does it? Yeah, that sounds like opposite of Rector. <laughs> I would think uh, spending your uh, money right or spending your money uh, frugally would be a Rector thing, but that seems to be a Nate thing, actually. I, I guess. It's... <laughs> uh, I think the next game you're very familiar with. Uh, final score there. This was uh, one of the closer games of the week. Why bother? 98.22 again, Chris. Don't get that from yourself. Your team's not that bad. 
uh, Lick, 107.02, our co-host here. That was uh, about a nine-point win there. Uh, Lick, what were your – how did you score? Well, my – you know, it was closer than I would like it to have been. Um, he actually – Chris used Jared Goff against me after I dropped him. Uh, he had a bad first week. I wasn't here for it. Um, but he put him in, and he, and he played well. Um, Chris obviously had the big injury to Saquon. Uh, feeling bad for that guy, man. He, he just not having any luck staying healthy recently, it seems like. Um, and he also had Malcolm Brown get hurt in that game. Um, luckily, he's got Antonio Gibson on the bench. He can probably put him in later. Um, I didn't have a touchdown from any of my uh, outfield receivers, running backs, tight ends. Uh, you know, that definitely led to a lower scoring week. I know CeeDee Lamb dropped a touchdown. Josh Jacobs fumbled on about the one-yard line, uh, so I could have had some more points there. Luckily, Joe Burrow threw the ball 61 times, which I'm not sure we'll see that again, but I'm glad I started him. Uh, so I'm hoping this is just a down week. Uh, excited to get Godwin back. Don't know what to do about my quarterbacks. They are not looking so good right now, but I will take a win. Yeah, that, that was a uh, – the, the fact that you didn't score a single touchdown last week, uh, from any of your skill positions, is yeah. and you have the W as an interesting fact. I guess that just shows for the opportunity that you have there in your team. Uh, the touches that they're getting, right? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm always going to stay hopeful. Hilton has had a horrible start to the season, um, so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll take it as it comes. And like I said, lucky to get the win. Hopefully you have quite the young team here. I'll mention you have Burrow, Clyde, Swift, C.D. Lamb. Yeah, uh, and then not to mention Jacobs, who's still a young guy as well. Yeah, four rookies. Uh, it's not usually my strategy, so uh, we'll see how long that can hold over for me. I don't know. Maybe I can carry it into next year. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Josh, Jac- Josh Jacobs came over, uh, for, and well, the, at least the Las Vegas Raiders got him in one of the picks from the uh, trade with the Bears for that big time. Oh, uh, for Khalil Mack. Yeah, they probably did. Exactly. Uh, and we might look up back on that as being one of the better trades in recent memory with all the bash backlash at the time. That's right. Uh, Raiders we'll looked pretty good on Monday night, and they beat the Saints. So you got to love it for that. Uh, what's your What's your thoughts on Carson Wentz's future for the rest of the season? Uh, he needs some weapons, which he doesn't have. Uh, his offensive line looks terrible. Getting Miles Sanders back will hopefully help. We'll have at least a dump off option. Uh, but I'm not looking. I'm not, I'm not too thrilled about it right now. Luckily, I think I drafted him for a dollar, so it's not the worst thing. I guess it could be a streaming option. You know, adjusting to two quarterbacks has been interesting. So it's, you know, it's, but it's something we've all had to do. It's been a learning curve, absolutely. The last matchup of the week here, we have myself, uh, Mr. Bernard Price, Commissioner Price, uh, the commish, versus uh, Team Nowinski. Um, El Sacco, another 2-0-0-2 matchup, not really that close, 141.34 to 109.72. Interesting, if you look through those results there, a couple of interesting results, James White uh, with zero, who's a late scratch with the death of the family. Obviously, that's unfortunate. Dan got stuck in in an interesting situation there. Uh, I mean, it didn't really result. Uh, affect the results of the game, but he did have a situation where he literally – I don't think he could have dropped James White 
Um, unless he, I mean, unless he wanted to straight up drop James White right before the start, all of his bench was locked. He couldn't move anybody in. He didn't have a backup. So that's going to be a tough situation for everybody to look out for um, as we come down the home stretch or as we get into the meat of the season here, honestly. It's getting stuck late on a Sunday or on a Monday uh, with your bench already used up. Absolutely. But and it's it's tough now, you know, with three bench. It's, it definitely makes it harder. It makes decisions tougher. Sometimes, you know, you might not want to drop a guy, but you might have to. If you think you can win, you got to do it. The COVID, the auction draft, they've all been interesting. But I'll say the three bench rule. I don't know who came up with that. Was it was it Nate Dog? I can't remember who came up with it, but it's by far affected the league the most, and I find it very interesting. I love it personally. I don't know what your thoughts are on it. On three uh, bench. I'm enjoying it. I feel like it's keeping everybody on their toes. Uh, the the wire has been hot, uh, which is always exciting. Uh, like to see money being spent. Players being dropped, someone making a pickup at 4 a.m. I think it was Nicholson this morning made a pickup at 4 a.m. That was not a waiver. So, yeah. I don't really know why you just wouldn't spend the extra dollar and just not get up at 4 a.m. He was probably already up knowing him. Fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, looking, more, looking more at this matchup, uh, I'm really excited for Cam Newton. Uh, miss, surely am missing him for the Panthers. But I think Dan. He, he's got Cam, and I think he's getting back to his old ways now. They're running him so much more, and his arm looks great. Uh, so definitely some positives to take from, for Dan. And then for you, Mooney, Aaron Jones, 22 touches. No one around back of the week. 10.7 yards per touch with three touchdowns. Let's go. Easily the MVP of the week. I think I spent somewhere around $36 on him. I think that was $36, or I can't remember exactly how much well spent. It's whatever it was, it's it's working out for you right now. Um, also, another thing to take from that, the Lions. Get excited if you have a running back that plays the Lions. Why is that? That's who they played. They just dominated them. I mean, he just – he torched them. They clearly couldn't stop him. So, if anybody, you know, running backs playing the Lions or receivers playing the Lions, look forward to it. Look forward to it. Uh, maybe that will mean something for Matthew Stafford moving forward. Maybe he'll – They'll start throwing the ball a little bit more. If he's got to start chasing the game, yeah, you might see it. Hopefully. Uh, on the other hand, Will Fuller with a zero. Um, I know all about that. The team didn't disclose the injury to the media, so I had no clue that I should have started James Robinson. Well, apparently he got hurt in the second quarter of that game. So it took him a whole six quarters to get hurt this year. Whole six quarters. Zero points. Um I am really excited to have Will Fuller on my team. Like, don't get me wrong. He's not going anywhere. He will be plugged in uh, when needed. Um, and we'll see where the future goes. All I'll say is enjoy that headache. <laughs> well, at least I, I, he's my last bench plug-in. I'm not too worried about rotating him in. That's my last bench plug-in. Fair enough, fair enough. And I really like James Robinson. I think he's going to be a stud if they keep giving him the, giving him the rock. I'm really excited about James Robinson. I can't remember who dropped him, but I was really excited to pick him up uh, as soon as they did. And I think that getting Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, James, James Robinson, I'll run with that trio to the end of dawn. We'll, yeah. we'll go there. It's a, good, it's a good look right now, for sure. Uh, a couple of big, big uh, trades popped off this week. I don't know if you caught those emails or those ESPN alerts, but – if you did, you might have noticed that Prim, uh, Primo, 
uh, Waffles went on a little bit of fire sale here. Uh, he traded away this week Christian McCaffrey, uh, Nick Chubb, uh, Miles Sanders, Golden Take, Ryan Tannehill. In return for trading away, there's three running backs that he spent big money on, plus Tate and Chubb. He also received Robbie Anderson, Naeem Hines, Robert Woods, and Rodgers, Adele Beckham Jr., Zach Ertz. So pretty much right now, Logan has a brand new team. Do you think that team has any shot at uh, a playoff? Playoffs, maybe? Starting 0-2? Any shot at digging, him out of, digging himself out of the hole here? You know, when you sell three RB1s, it might be tough. Um, yeah. Granted, one of them, you know, is hurt, but it's it's an interesting strategy. I don't really know the logic behind it, but everybody has their own motives and reasons, so I'm not going to question it. Uh, but, it, you know, he might be putting himself a little bit on the chopping block here. I'm not, I'm not sure. We'll see. Do you think that he got enough of a return for what he gave up there? I mean, he definitely built some depth, I think. I just – when you're struggling as a, you know, team at 0 and 2 to start of the season, um, maybe trading away your best, you know, running backs isn't the answer. But I don't, I don't know. Don't I don't I don't know. I mean, like I said, people can uh, have different motives and different thoughts, and everybody oh. thinks differently. So we'll see how it works. <laughs> I will say it's interesting that you would trade for Nick Chubb as he is one half of a tandem backfield in, in the gray set of Cleveland, I would say, at this point. Uh, I'm not really sure if anybody caught that. I think it was a 39 game, right? Uh, Chubb and his counterpart were both running for quite a hunt. They were running for quite a few yards. So Yeah, yeah I, I watched that game uh... – Early in the game, it was all Chubb. I think it was Chubb basically through three quarters, except for that one uh, touchdown reception that Hunt had. And then on the drive, I think to kill off the game, you know, Hunt had he got every carry and was busting it big because the defense was tired. Uh, yeah. I think it's still a great a great backfield to own a piece of. Either one, I think you can start, no questions. That's absolutely true. Last week, Chubb was number three, Hunt was number five. So you're really not going wrong starting either one there. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think you are. Uh, I would like to own that, but you know, it didn't fall my way in the draft. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Naeem Hines also included in this trade, uh, sixty-nine dollars to nice Snacko team. We'll see how long till he's on the waivers again. Uh, any prediction? Any over under on how many weeks till he's back on the waivers? It could be next week with the way Jonathan Taylor was running, but, you know, they're going to need someone to catch the ball out of the backfield. So why would they go away from something that had worked? I guess they did lose that game to Jacksonville in week one. Uh, I, we'll see. They play – I think they played the uh, – might be the Jets this week. And Jets are terrible, so maybe this could be a way to, for him to get back on track. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, that kind of contrasts with the 101 that was spent with Freeman this week. Um, so we'll see how it pays off for people that are spending a lot of money because you've got Clovid at 0-2. You've got uh, Rector, of course, at 2-0. and So we've kind of got both ends of the spectrum of the results there. That's right. Also, Tate was bought for $2 this week, just FYI. Um, I, or, 
I guess we should jump over to the the waivers here, right? We can, uh, yeah, we can jump to waivers. We'll jump to waivers here. Um, Devontae Freeman was bought for a hundred dollars this week. Uh, Nowinski was bought, or Nowinski bought McKinnon for forty six dollars. Uh, Mike Davis went for thirty seven. Daryl Henderson for thirty five. Deion Lewis for twenty five. Der- Derek Carr for seventeen. Herbert ten dollars. I think that was the only bid on Herbert. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, Cooks for ten dollars. Uh, Cooks got a five dollars bid, and then Golden Tate went for two dollars there. Uh, Golden Tate went for two dollars, two dollars, which is double what Dennis drafted him for. Uh, interestingly enough, and that's also the probably the biggest talking point from week one when Golden Tate was not started for Dennis. And then so, he got dropped. Yeah, that's. And then he got dropped. It really could come back to bite him in the ass. <laughs> We'll see what happens there. We'll see what happens there. Uh, I think Dennis did pull out the win this week, if I'm not mistaken. So he's one and one. No, he is zero and two. He is zero and two. If he's I'm not, Laxer beat him pretty handily. That's right. Laxer did beat him. Zero and two. One forty. Should he should be one and one because he should have beat me. I will should say that. But, Steady he's, but he's not. That's interesting. That's interesting. Hey, all, every win. It, it counts, I'll tell you. Everyone will count at the end of the season. So, okay. I wonder how much every dollar will count at the end of the season. $101 for Dante Freeman. Uh, a record-setting bid. Uh, over half the fab going along with the $35 uh, pickup of Latavius Murray. Uh, Cloven, is, Cloven is prepared to shoot this week. Uh, and they spent money, and they're prepared to turn around the skid. Do you think it's going to work out for them? Well, you know, that's a lot of money for a player that hasn't played on that team yet and has about four days to get ready for a football game behind a really bad offensive line. Uh, But in the words of uh, minority owner Joey Cronenwetter, and I think this was to you, Laxer, he said, spend it if you got it, little fella. (laughs) Well said. We'll see how that works. We'll see. I mean, this is a guy that did have over a thousand scrimmage yards last year. I think it was six touchdowns. So I mean, he knows what he's doing back there, but it's probably going to take some time to acclimate. Plus, they still have Deion Lewis and Wayne Gallman, so you don't really know what you're going to get with a guy that they've just signed. It's it's a bold move. It's a bold move. I'll say that. Yeah, and there's still a lot of guys that have more to spend the rest of the season. So I mean, there's going to be some guys that are going to be spending it later. Yep. So clearly, clearly there's two ways to go about this. And if you've got to spend it, uh, or if you've got to spend it later, that's right. Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think that it's time to transition into what we've all been waiting for here. Uh, it takes a little while, a little while to go through week two results, uh, the waiver wires, uh, and some of those trades. Obviously, because uh, I mean, those three trades really did stack up there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, just to, to introduce our uh, our only two-time Sacco and the 102 and crew fantasy football, uh, here on the phone, we have Sacco Dan. Sacco Dan, how's it going? What are you drinking over there tonight? Hello, fellas. <clears throat> I'm drinking the classic Bush. Bush. I, I, can, I can hear you crack it from my house. Washing away the pains from our uh, matchup this week. What's that? Any um, 
Oh, I was going to say first, like that did take a lot to cover, but uh, there's a lot of shit that has happened in the past 24 hours for this league. There's a lot. I will say we're going to go over our timeline this week, but I think that's going to be okay. We're going to cover everything. Uh, we're not really going to worry about that. Yeah. Um, our matchup went, um, how could I say, about as expected for uh, Daniel Nowinski. <laughs> um, you know, history seems to always repeat itself season after season after season after season for me. Um, I enjoyed the improvement of my team this year or this week. Um, okay. You know, I at least got over the 100 mark, which some teams have yet to do. Um, but yeah, man, woof, my running backs just absolute trash. They <laughs> <laughs> combined 6.9 points from the running back position. Nice. Yeah. This was a, this was kind of a tough week too to watch, you know? And then, yeah, Danny, you know, okay. I pick up Daniel Jones late in the draft. Danny dimes turns out to be Danny dud. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he is out of here. Took him out back. Um, feel free to pick him up, Clovid, if you have any more money. Um, <laughs> I think they're so safe. Yeah. Uh, the only bright spot, I mean, is really Cam Newton. Thank God I have him. At least he's throwing up insane amount of points. But Fair enough. I love him. Yeah. I love Cam. I miss him so much. And the Gaskin pick for me, I think it went pretty well. I mean, I'll take 11 points out of him. I think I'll get a bright future. Um, I think Cam's probably going to come back to earth here, but I think Cam has a bright future for the rest of the season as well. You know, but I must say, Moon, honest, uh, your team wasn't, like, as scary, though, as it seems. Think so? That 43.6 from Aaron Jones was pretty scary. Yeah, I mean, that 43.6 literally makes it a blowout. Even if you take half of that away, and if I have a running back that actually plays, you know, it's a lot closer of a game. I mean, you're right, it's, you're right Dan. So I think, I mean, while, I mean, you definitely blew me out, but I mean, 43 points, you can't rely on that week to week. So I did that with a uh, zero on the bench on the as well. So if we had another uh, 10 or 15 there, you know, you're looking at some of the most anybody scored this season so far. Yeah, but it is who you started. Fair enough. Robinson Robinson is an insane pick, too. Yeah, way to snag him up. Um, Maybe he can be the Fournette 2.0 for that team. Well, get traded or drop or cut? (laughs) I hope not. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, Dan, I would be remiss if I had you on the podcast and I didn't ask you, as Sacco Dan, about a little bit about your uh, Sacco experience. Uh, as an experienced Sacco participant, any tips for uh, future Saccos? I mean, there's going to be a lot of them out there. Any tips for uh, how to deal with it, what to expect, uh, uh, how to handle the league? Uh, hold on, let me take a tequila shot So as I take a trip down memory lane. You've got a lot of memories to go to go back and look at. Yeah, I mean, advice for Sacco, I mean, I guess um, watch out, anybody who's coming for the crown. You know, cause I don't 
I don't give up easily, or I guess I do give up easily, you know, because <laughs> uh, the four years, uh, yeah, won it, won Sacco twice, definitely was hot on the trail for the other two years for Sacco. Um, seems my big uh, personal battle right now is against Laxer, since we're the only two that have yet to make playoffs. <clears throat> All right. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, advice for Sacco, honestly, you just have to own it. Uh, when it happens, you have to accept your punishment. Um, and you have to do it to the best of your ability. Cause if we lose the integrity of Sacco, then I feel like we'll lose the league. Oh, wise words there. I, I feel like the integrity of Sacco. Yeah. Cause it's really the fear of losing that really pushes everything towards the end of the season. No one. No one always no one really remembers who was in the battle for uh for the championship, but everyone remembers who has the picture. Who's about <laughs> to eat donuts and throw up all over himself. <laughs> who has the picture in the kitchen? Speaking of donuts, uh what's your preference? I mean, you're gonna have to do the three six twelve. It's gonna come up sometime soon. What what are you hoping it is? Man, I've been trying to get the answer to this all summer. And every time I bring it up, it gets danced around, but Rector never throws out the actual numbers. I mean, what I – I mean, I don't even know what I prefer. I mean, I definitely – I mean, I think my if I had to choose, I'd probably do probably 12 donuts, six beers, three miles. That's probably what I'd go for. I yeah. feel like that's that's the easiest. Um, Twelve beers, I'm not in my prime anymore, so that's going to put me down pretty good. I don't know, Dan. I've seen you drink recently. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I've been training, um, trying to get back in shape for this. Um, I don't know, but I'm also scared of the elusive twelve mile run, which is definitely on the table. Yikes! That would be quite brutal. I think you really just need to get, get a couple of more nine holes in out there. Drinking, drinking Millers and swinging golf clubs will prepare you for this. 100%. We need to get back out there. <laughs> I tell you what, so, somebody was lying to me about your drive. That drive is was looking beautiful last weekend. Yeah, Dan, if you uh, if you have any tips for hitting the fairway, I would love to hear them. <laughs> <laughs> if only I could transfer my golf game to my fantasy team, then we'd be probably a lot happier right now. Uh. We'll see if your fantasy team can hit the fairway. That's what they need. <laughs> hey, it's not Dude. just about hitting the fairway. It's the approach. It's the approach. It's the approach. That That's very true. I mean, it's not how you drive. It's how you arrive, right? Oh, I like it. <laughs> well, boys, uh, let's get into – Let's go, Dan, I tell you what. Do you mind sticking with us to the end of the show? Oh, for sure. Awesome. Let's let's jump into the standings here. Uh, it's still really early into the season. Uh, I don't want to re- stand on this. Uh, I don't want to recap the standings too much. Rector, Gay Price, uh, Charm City Con- Consolationers, Bernard Price, Team Lick, Team Hodges round at the top six there. Um, interesting enough, Team Hutchins has scored the second most points in the league. Only what sixteen points behind Rector. Sing at one on one. Watch out for the value team that is Nathan Hutchins. Uh, rounding out seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Can't sleep out. Can't sleep on Hutch. Cloven nineteen. 
been ruthless banger. Team Nowinski at nine. Waffles no more at 11. Why bother at 12? Those last three teams there are all within 14 points of each other. So it's going to be a race to the bottom there. Uh, <laughs> Chris, <laughs> the only team not to break 200 this season so far. So far. He's a little bit less than five points short there. He, he might get there this week. We'll see. Yeah, I do think it's a, it's pretty awesome. I mean, I feel like what last year, I think everybody was like one and one or so. And this yeah. year is kind of insane how it's pretty much just whoever win won last week, won this week. There's uh, five two and oh teams, five oh and two teams, and two one and one teams. So, really, I mean, the race is still pretty wide open right now. It is Absolutely. wide open, but you just have to remember that at any point this could end. We just we just don't know. <laughs> you might as well get as most points in uh, each week as you can. I mean, that's the name of the game. It is hundred percent. I should probably change my strategy then. <laughs> yeah, Dan. If you didn't realize by now, we don't have any kickers. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. I could definitely use one right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this week, this coming up week, we do have what, uh, six more matchups. Uh, I beat Cox, uh, versus Bernard Price there, 2 0, 2 0. Uh, in the first matchup, Teen Hutchins versus Can't Sleep on Hutchins, both at one on one. So the middle tier teams are taking on each other. Uh, Gabe Price versus Team Nowinski. Uh, Dan, uh, good luck there. Oh, I'm excited, baby. Are you excited for that one? Yeah, I got the new trade. The trade got Miles Sanders, you know, building up the running back core. I still got Michael Thomas waiting to come back, questionable soon. So that'll beef out the wideouts. I'm pumped. I'm ready for some wins right now. The top three is dangerous Cam Newton, Miles Sanders, Michael Thomas. I mean, that's nothing to be messed with right there. I know. I'm a new look team this week. I'm not holding my breath for a win, but I'm looking to put up points and I'm coming. That's Fair the enough. attitude you got to have. <laughs> Uh, we've got Ben Ruthless Banger versus Cloven 19, a couple of like, two teams, uh, eighth and ninth. Uh, team Lick 2 0 versus Waffles No More, Logan 0 2. Why bother 0 2 versus another 2 0 team, Laxer? Uh, any any insights? Uh, any, I, get, I tell you what, Dan, do you yeah. have any predictions on the upcoming week? Anything that you, you'd want to share with us about uh, this these upcoming matchups this week? Um, you know, I haven't even looked at what's coming up other than my game, <laughs> to be honest. Um, in the moment. I like it. I was literally – this week has been a pure Team Nowinski-focused week. Um, in past years, I wouldn't make any moves until the last bit. And so now I'm trying to correct this ship, so – um. Yeah, I don't have too many too many outlooks. Sorry on the. Fair enough. What about a weather report or anything like that? <clears throat> Thank you, Bernard. Uh, this is weatherman <laughs> Dan. Yes, fall has begun, and I hope you've got your jackets out and eyes open as the leaves begin to change this time of year faster than Logan's roster. <laughs> but hey. Let's take a look at a couple weather fronts forming in North Carolina this weekend. There's a real low pressure, low seated game taking place in the western part of the state involving 
Team Clovid and Team Ruthless Banger. Asheville and Charlotte sharing similar weather patterns for Sunday. Partly cloudy skies and a high of 78 degrees for Asheville, with Charlotte touching into the 80s, which isn't too far off from the final box score of this matchup. (laughs) Good news is one of these teams' prayers for rain will be answered and the wind's drought will be lifted. Uh, Dennis will need a week one type performance from his team to hopefully stave off the double tornado for Monday night. Sound the sirens, though, because Clovid is going to pick up the third, or is this the fourth house of Dennis? And place him back in the loser's pasture. Um, Staying in Carolina, we've got an early high seed matchup for this time of year. Looking at the champ daddy magic is still with us. He is not the El Nino we thought he was. He is something serious this year, throwing points up higher than the humidity in Raleigh. There is, however, a chance of rain this Sunday in Sparta as Team El Bernardo Price comes to town. Predicted to only participate or precipitate in the morning, but Kamish has come prepared with his Aaron Jones umbrella as he looks for an all-day poor points on Rector. The X Factor looks to be a recent trade of Rector's bargain bin, diamond in the rough, Bell of the ball, point nine point performance running back, Naheem Hines, for the OK Nick Chubbs. Sparta high of 72 degrees, Raleigh high of 82 degrees. The 10-degree temp difference is the final box score. While Bernard may bring the storm, 20% chance just isn't enough. Look for a rector to rain on his parade. But... I'll leave you with a steel waiver wire pickup for the week. If you haven't snagged Young Ho Koo, get him now. Combined with that ATL offense, he picked up 17 points last week. This guy is absolutely hammering the goalpost. This is Weatherman Dan, and that's the weather report. Dan, I don't think I could have said it any better. Thank you for your appearance here, Weatherman. I hope you're all prepared for the coming week. Uh, to close it out here, Lick, give me your locks of the week. Let's see. Uh, matchup of the week I'll start with. It's obviously Sparta versus Raleigh, Rector versus Mooney, Kamish. Um, I think it's going to be a, a great game to watch. I'll be checking the box score constantly. Uh, but to give you my lock of the week, I might have to go with a dual ownership here. I'm going with Clinton Joey over Dennis. Dennis is, Ooh. like I said, Dennis is really going to wish he started someone other than Golden Tate week one because he's starting 0-3. Oh, 0-3. There it is. The lockdown. Ben Roethlisberger under Clovid. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this here with uh, my game of the week to watch. Can't sleep on Hutch versus Hutchins one-on-one. Uh, that's going to come down to the very end. That's going to be a tight game. Uh, keep your eye on that game. Uh, my lock of the week is going to be uh, Lick over Waffles. I don't know if those trades were enough. But we'll see. We'll have to see how uh, – so, trading away those three studs go. Um, at the end of the week, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock in Lick, and we'll see how it goes. How do you feel about that? No pressure. 
right? No pressure. <laughs> no pressure on the lock of the week. I'll take a sip. All tonight. right, guys. Well, we really enjoyed it. Thanks a lot. We've got a little bit over our time. There's a lot to recap this week. Uh, catch us again, same time, week three. Uh, Lick, any, anything to say? All I got to say is we out. We out. Thanks a lot, Dan, for joining us. No problem. Sacco out. Later, guys. Tuna fish.